104 to 103, the Knicks knock off the Chicago Bulls. This was a thriller last night, man. Kimber Walker scored 21 points. R.J. Bird, he added 20 points to the Knicks when they now 4-1. They tied the uh, Chicago Bulls record at 4-1 on the season. They do have the tiebreaker. I believe the Knicks is the best team record-wise in the East. Uh, oh, well, Milwaukee, huh? Well, I know Milwaukee lost to Miami, didn't he? Well, Milwaukee took a loss, I thought. Yeah, they, they got one loss, but I think Knicks got one as well, though. That's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah, so they probably tied for first place, but, you know, surprisingly enough, man, the New York Knicks pulling off that win last night, man. It's a good game. What you think? Yeah, man, that's good for basketball, for the makeup uh, of the NBA to be right back on top, man. I love it. Shout out to Derrick Rose, man. He did his thing, man. I, I love seeing him ball. Love seeing him. Yeah, I said that basketball is always good whenever the Knicks are winning, the Lakers are winning, certain franchises when they're successful in any sense. It's always good for the league. Turns of money, yeah, man. They need it. That revenue start pouring in once those big markets always on the TV and people want to tune in and watch, see them play and stuff. Now, I said from the jump that the Bulls, with the team that they have constructed, I don't have them going to the playoffs and if they make it not deep in the playoffs because I think they need some more interior presence, some more big, some more size in the paint. Vukovic did good. He was shooting his butt off last night, but I just think they need more aggression. So as I watch this team, I notice the intricate part of this uh, team is missing, and I thought he would have been a big contributor to their success as well but uh Kobe White man I thought he was going to come off the bench and make a run for that sixth man of the year so they may move him I would for for a, a, a big like you said to back up Vucevic and that'd be pretty solid when I watched the game last night man the Knicks pretty much I'm not gonna say they had control of this game throughout but you know they kept it close you know, they did have some control at one point, but surprisingly enough, even though they was able to pull out this win, they turned the ball over 13 times compared to seven from Chicago. They almost doubled Chicago um, when they came to turnovers, and they still won the game. That was kind of interesting to me because usually you lose the turnover battle, you're losing the game as well. My only problem with Chicago is if when Zach Levine is in a the flow, they need to just let, let him score. Like when DeRozan came and he he faked the pass to uh the last on the last play he faked the pass to over. Zach Levine. No, he made he took the shot, but he he faked it to Zach Levine and he took the shot himself. I think you give that ball to Zach Levine because he has a hot hand and he's hit those shots before in Chicago. So you know he is the number one. He I think he should have got that ball. Zach led the way for Chicago last night with 25 points. He shot seven for 17 from the field. He was perfect from the free throw line. He's a superstar. He, he's a superstar now, man. He stepped in and stepped up. He's one of the top shooting guards in the league. Wait, 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 wait. Zach Levine is a superstar, preach, or a star? Let me rephrase that. He's a star on the rise and two superstardom. This, see, <laughs> this is going to be his breakout season. This Once he, once he get that team in the uh, playoffs and they make a deep run, then yes, Zach will be a superstar again, man. Well, not again, a superstar. 
Now, one thing I was surprised at coming into this game, Julius Randle led the New York Knicks in all of the offensive categories, points, rebounds, and assists. He was the he's the team leader coming into this game. What do you think of the progression of Julius Randle? Because some people wrote him off once he left L.A. Dude's a baller, man. He always had it in him. He just needed the coach to believe in him. And Tibbs is giving him the keys, letting him drive that ship. And he's excelled, man. He's He stepped up. Yeah, last like night he, he had a he played thirty five minutes last night. He did struggle from the field. Shot three for eleven. He had sixteen boards, nine assists for thirteen points. He almost had a triple double. Um, but like I said, Kimber Walker gave him twenty one. R J Bird gave him twenty. They got twelve off the bench from D Rose, who played nineteen minutes. Shot five for ten from the field, one for three from the three point line. What do you think about the playoff run? Because the Knicks made the playoffs last year, and there was a lot of conversation once this Chicago team had orchestrated that the Chicago would take the Knicks spot in the playoffs. What do you think about both of these teams after what you've seen last night? I know it's early, but do you see both of these teams making a possible run in the Eastern Conference? So, so this this New York Knicks team is uh, pretty scary. Once these guys get confident, they're going to be scared because Tibbs – Tibbs got them playing D, man. They playing the lockdown D that they need to play. Once they, once Evan Fournier, Kimber Walker, Mitchell Robinson, Obi Toppin, once those guys get comfortable, man, the Knicks gonna be scared because Mitchell Robinson wasn't even there last year in the playoffs for them, and he's he's a solid big. Don't sleep on Mitchell Robinson. Obi Toppin can ball. Uh, Kimber needs to get confident within that offense. Evan Fournier can score like. And then that's that's only the core pieces. I didn't even mention R.J. Barrett, and Julius Randle, and Derrick Rose, who who do they, they those guys are consistent. But once they get those other guys going, yeah, New York gonna be hard to stop, man. Yeah, you know I got Coach Tibb as being my potential Coach of the Year this year. That was coach of the Year, yes, yeah, same here, man. Coach of the Year. We gonna see how you can see it on defense, man. Those I'm sorry to cut you off, but those kids are after it. Like you can see it, man. And that's how they've always been. You know, all of Tibbs' teams, he's always been defensive-minded from Chicago to even Minnesota, you know, now in but, New York. But I, I will point out one thing that he's still doing that he needs to stop. Uh, I forgot who they played the other night, but they were up by 15, and Tibbs still had his starters in. That's how he hurt D. Rose playing him too much. Mm-hmm. That's his. That's my only issue with Tibbs is that his his teams can be up so big and then next thing you know, you got an injury, and you have to blame the coach on that. And I, I've always blamed Tibbs on Derek, uh, for Derrick Rose's injury because he overplayed that, man, when they were already blowing people out. Shout out to the Knicks, man. Shout out to the Bulls as well, man. Both giving pretty good starts to the season, both 4-1. and one, But the Knicks pulled off a one-point win on the road last night in Chicago. This is the Best of Seven Sports Talk. Seven Mitchell and Preachers in the building. Good morning. To all the NBA community today, Friday, happy Friday, October 29th, 2021, man, Halloween is right around the corner, and we got some scary situations going on in Staples Center in L.A. with the goddamn Lakers, man, they, goons and goblins, what the hell going on in in Lakerland? Time to talk that real ish. Shot clock, buzzer beaters, boy, you gon' feel this. From banging on the block to step backs. Dish it if you could try. Finish this like a read. Fade away like Kawhi. It's the NBA, man. I love this game. And if you a hooper, then you probably feel the same. 
barbershop talk mixed with some analytics. The best of seven sports talk, homie, get with us. Straight barbershop talk mixed with analytics. The best of seven sports talk, homie, get with us. From LeBron to KD to Dame Time, the best of seven is up next. Game time. think it's gonna work man when you got lebron that you know he 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 commits a lot of turnovers and westbrook commits a lot of turnovers that's that's not good and you see the other night 10 turnovers from westbrook if lebron was in that game i guarantee you he would have gave you five or six that's just 16 turnovers between the two of them and turnovers is going to cost you games so that is the problem they have two turnover kings on their on the on their squad. They need to get rid of Westbrook. They have to. It's a must now, because you see that turnover battle. It's not going away for him. I believe for the nine the past nine years, Russell Westbrook and LeBron James lead all players when it comes to turnovers combined. I think Russell was number. And one ask and yourself, LeBron man, do you think that's home. good to to have that on your team? The both of them. On paper, no. But when you have things that will offset it, I don't have a problem with it. LeBron definitely has a, a turnover problem because he's asked to do so much. His usage rate was high because he keeps the ball on the floor. He's the floor general. But LeBron does other things so much so that it offsets at some points the turnovers. When he commits them late in fourth quarters, that's when they really hurt him. But we've seen LeBron have, you know, five, six, seven turnover games, but overall what he's brought to the game you know it really evens out Russell Westbrook on the other hand like what else is he bringing to substitute you know other than scoring if he's going to turn the ball over and not shooting well he's not like a lockdown defender he I don't I really don't know what he's bringing to balance it out so I agree this thing seems like it's not going to work but who do you blame so let let me um let me not bash Westbrook too much, man, because I can tell you what he brings to your team. He's going to keep that defense on their toes at all time. Like, you never know when Westbrook, he's going to crash. He's going to try to drive. He's going to try to kick. But his team has to has to play at his pace when he's on the court. And people don't realize Westbrook is always, is always at a different pace. So this Lakers squad, they don't run as much. You know, Westbrook is running. He's trying to make these passes. He wants you to go get these lobs and and guys just seem like they just lazy when he's on the court. Westbrook, he just plays at a different pace. So I don't blame him. They just need time. But I think – I just think it's going to be too late before they really start click clicking. And they're not going to have that playoff position that they might need to uh, make a deep run. Frank Vogel, to me, is on the hot seat. But if you ask me, we can skip that section. We can fire him today. We can get rid of Frank Vogel immediately, man. He is the problem. Very overrated, in my opinion. He is a championship-winning coach, one in the bubble, but I felt like that championship that the Lakers won a couple years ago was based off of Hart, based off of Kobe. You know, he 
is really getting exposed. And when we watched that game last night, where they the other night where they blew the 26-point lead, Russell did have 10 turnovers, but there were points in the game that the decision-making from the coaching staff was just pathetic. We're watching Westbrook and Rondo, even though LeBron is out, he has Westbrook and Rondo on the court at the same time for an extensive period of time. Like, that doesn't make sense. Those guys should never be on the court together. Then at the end, when we're down one, we needed a defensive stop. He got Carmelo Anthony in the game. You know, Melo's my guy, but they didn't bring Melo to the Lakers for defensive stops. If he gets one, it's a bonus, but we know what Melo brings to the table. And when you need a stop, it's a must-win situation, and you need to get a stop. You should not have Carmelo Anthony out on the floor. Those little decision-making, and then you, you see what happened with Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard, how they kind of, you know, went back and forth. You think that would have happened if Phil Jackson or some of these other coaches with cachet was the coach of the No, nah, definitely not. But to credit to, to Vogel, he's 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 a timid coach, man. He um He's a player's coach, so I don't put the blame on him. He has a, a lot. Those guys, Rondo, Westbrook, Melo, AD, they have a lot of influences on the lineup and who gets out there on the court as well. You gotta, you gotta see it from a coach's perspective. Like he does consider other other lineups from his, you know, assistants, players, and stuff. So I think he's timid. I think he he falls into oh what the players might want more on the court or what the you know what someone else. I don't think those are his decisions. So I'm I'm not gonna put that all on him. Now, I think, in that, I think the, the players influence most of those lineups, and you could tell. Well, that's a problem. That, that is, is a problem. That's that, why that's why you said that's why you said Phil wouldn't have that shit. You're right. I mean, my, excuse my language, man. Oh no, we raw, we raw, unfiltered, man. We talk our shit on him, man. We give it up, man. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so you ain't let me know that, man. You ain't. Oh, I'm let sorry, me know, yeah, man. Bad. We unfiltered on him, man. Give it up, how you live. But yeah. Yeah, Phil wouldn't have that shit, brother. Now, in the game that the Lakers lost to the OKC Thunder, at the end, Russell Westbrook had a little confrontation with Thunder's Darius Baisley for scoring on a breakaway dunk with 1.5 seconds left to go in the game. You know, there's that unwritten rule that if you're up by a certain amount in the end of the ball game, you don't run the score up. You pretty much hold the basketball. Did you see that play? What do you think about the quote-unquote, unwritten rule. And does Russell Westbrook, even though he definitely has the cachet, is he in the position right now to be talking so spicy given the production he's been given in the last few games? So, so again, I, I see the perspective from the court, man, because, you know, I've been on the court as a player, as a coach, and as a, you know, as a ref. So these guys talk a lot of shit to each other. <laughs> they probably They probably told him, or his guys dared Baisley to, to do that at the end of the game, and it was going to piss Westbrook off. Like, that's just something to feed into Westbrook, man. They, I guarantee you uh, them boys had that set up. So it seemed like Preach is giving Westbrook a lot of passes today. Okay, okay, I got my... Because <laughs> you got you to gotta understand them, man. You got to understand Westbrook, man. That dude, he's not a bad guy. He wants to play. You you got to know he wants to win. Like, he's he know he's in... A, in a great situation and he's trying to make it work, but you know, you gotta, you gotta feel for him too. Like his team wants, they want Westbrook to be Westbrook, but will that work for him? And he has to think about that. Will will my style work or should I try something new? 
And I think he's just in his own head right now, man. He They're going to figure it out. But like I said, it might be too late. That was going to be my next question. How soon or how late is it going to take for these guys to get it together? And I'm I'm just feeling like chemistry-wise, it's never going to work. The, the team that As they a, have constructed is just not going to make that run. They're going to have to make some changes and adjustments to the roster. They got to, man. They got to because as, as a steward of the game, man, you think about it. Your team isn't the only team making upgrades. So right. as the West get better, you you see Portland trying to make moves. Dallas going to try to make moves. Uh, Golden State getting their guys back. Got, teams are getting better. So that's why I'm saying the Lakers, That it might be too late. The Lakers have to get better. They have to make a power move. Buddy Hill is a power. You see the trade talks in Sacramento has opened back up for Buddy Hill. That's a power move. Did the Lakers drop the ball getting Rus- Russell Westbrook instead of Buddy Hill? Man, I would trade. I know they won't do it. You're going to have to find a third partner. But I would trade Westbrook straight for Buddy Hill. I mean, you have other assets you can use to, to you know, Lakers can make a big move. They that deep. They can make a big move. So you think LA so, made the mistake because they had a, they were about to sign Buddy Hill right before they picked up Russell Westbrook. That Sacramento deal was just about done. And then at the last minute, they decided to go with Russell. So you think that they made the wrong decision? Brother, I, I, I always tell people the Lakers are still gonna get Buddy Hill. That is that is not over with. Mm. They have look at look how deep. Look how deep they are. Remember the last time one of LeBron James' teams was this, was this deep with, like, good quality names? He moved all of those pieces and tried to form a better team. So back in, uh, what was he's going to try it again. We had D. Wade yeah, and D. With Rose the Cavs. And guys yeah, with, with the Cavs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's gonna, I guarantee you they're going to try that again, but they're going to make the right moves this time. And they're going to hit gold. They're going to get somebody else, and they're going to get Buddy Hill. This is the best of seven sports talk, seven Mitchell and preach NBA podcast talking about what's going on in the NBA with the Los Angeles Lakers and their struggles. I'm speaking of struggling, man. James Harden. James Harden to me is getting exposed out of this world due to this new NBA rule. Have you seen James Harden play? He's averaging under 20 points a game. So far for the season, what do you think about James Harden production with Brooklyn? So I don't, I don't know if you've seen an interview from last night, but the sense that I got from the guy, it was like it won't work with him and Katie. That's what that's the way he was making it seem. And I, I, I look back and I wonder. Most of the time in OKC, they both had success without each other on the court. That's why James Harden was coming off the bench. Correct. For some reason. For some reason, it just worked like that with those two. They play better when you got Harden trying to score and you got KD trying to score. When you got both of them trying to score, it ain't been too savvy. And that's why Harden came off the bench in OKC. Kyrie so people have to realize that. Kyrie to me that he does. It out. He does. Because he, he'll, he'll get hot and then he'll draw a double. James will be wide open. KD will do his thing. But, yeah, Kyrie, they need him dancing out there. They definitely need him. Now, this new NBA rule definitely has affected James Harden as far as the extra free throws he used to get previously. Now, one thing I will tell all the NBA fans to keep an eye on, um, 
Sixers GM Daryl Moore, he is keeping a close eye on this Kyrie Brooklyn situation because if it blows up, Daryl Moore reportedly is going to try to get James Harden from Brooklyn. If you guys remember, he he left uh, when he left Houston to, to be the GM at the Sixers. He talked about getting James Harden from the Rockets back then. I think he even got fined or something like that for for tampering or something. I'm gonna like tell that. You, but they had a good relationship. I'm gonna tell you why they want Harden. I'm gonna tell you why they want Harden because they're gonna go back to that offense that he used to run with Clint Capella, and they're gonna they're gonna try this five out with Embiid, and Embiid can finally stretch the floor. If you look at that Sixers team, Daryl Morey has all shooters on that team. Right. Yes, he's yes he's trying to get James Harden because he has all shooters on that team. He put Tobias Harris at the four, Danny Green. You got Curry, you got Embiid that can stretch the floor. Like yes. Yes, he is trying to get James Harden next team. But don't be surprised if that's a Ben Simmons for James Harden straight up. This Brooklyn Nets thing really can blow up before it even gets started. Like, can you imagine before they even get a real season going, Kyrie is out the door, James Harden is out the door, and then KD is just left? I mean, you get Ben, Ben and KD going to be hard to stop because that would have been like what LeBron and KD would have did to the league. So if they get beat, Ben, yeah, watch out for Brooklyn still, brother. And I think Ben Simmons could play with Kevin Durant. I don't think Kevin Durant oh, yeah. would be so hard on oh, Ben yeah. you know, mentally. I think that psychologically, that's a match made in heaven. I think their, you know, characters could gel uh, well a lot. It'll work with it'll work better with KD for Ben because they they can run a big lineup with them two at the four and five, right? And KD doesn't have to stay in the paint or around the, the paint as much as Embiid did. So you get those two with Blake. Like that front, and that front court gonna be nasty. Man. And, and Ben is a point forward. Like, don't get it twisted. Yeah, the three-time All-Star, yeah. he could definitely bring the ball up the floor. He got great court vision. You know what I mean? Along man, with the guys yeah. like LeBron James and some of the he can other board. Guys. He yep. can he can guard one through five. Man, watch out, watch out. If they if that move happened, that's gonna be enough. The, the NBA where it's at, man. They create all of these teams. Like I said, are getting better. All of them. So the Lakers, they have to get better, man. They have, they not going they can't just sustain. They have to get better than what they think they are. And they're getting so, older. LeBron is getting older. And they and they're getting older, yeah. AD That's why is you like already right see in it his prime now. right now. So yeah, you're right. It, 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 it's it's now. It's it's not it's more now than later, definitely. I'm telling you, man. It's now. But you think but yeah, they're still going to Hill. They got to. They have to, man. They have to because look, what LeBron and them can do for a with a Buddy Hill is the same thing that Chris Paul is doing with Devin Booker. I'm telling you, Buddy Hill can score just like that. If you watch the other night, they're gonna get this dude a lot of looks. And if you double down on AD or Braun, Buddy Hill is Buddy Buckets for a reason. That's one dude you don't leave wide open. The the fastest NBA player to reach a thousand threes, man. I'm telling y'all, Buddy Hill. Mm. People didn't know that. That's crazy. I didn't know that. That's faster than Curry. Fun fact. Faster than Curry. Reached a thousand threes, but look it up, man. Let's talk about Damian Lillard. Mr. I call him Captain America because it seems like he's always capping when it comes to is he staying in Portland or is he leaving. Dame Lillard makes another announcement that he's staying in Portland yet again. This is probably like the 10th announcement he's made. We only like five games into the regular season, but he keeps going with this narrative about him staying in Portland. I respect the loyalty of Dame Lillard preach, but let's be real. 
there's no chance that I see in hell of Portland going to the finals, forget winning, going to the finals with the team that they have constructed, nor do I feel like any star maybe want to play with Dame, but not willing to go to Portland to do it. What do you think is going on with Dame Lillard and this willingness to put that narrative out there that he's going to stay in Portland, win, lose, or draw? So remember when I said, watch out, the Lakers have assets? Watch out, my brother. Mm, because Portland it. may want something from from the Lakers. They got Horton. They got uh, Monk. They got uh, none. Watch out now. They can package up some stuff. They got to get rid of Russell. Damian Lillard. They're going to have to get rid of, rid of Russell. And I'm I- telling you, if they, if they get Dane and Buddy Hilled, That'd be crazy, but I'm going to be real. I could see those two guys going to the Clippers before going to the Lakers. Would you not package up Russ and something? And t- Would you not package take a package from the Lakers with Russ and a couple of assets for Dame, though? Absolutely. No. Okay, come on now. I'm telling you, if but, they get Buddy Hilde and Damian Lillard, watch out. But this is my thing. I think that Damian Lillard has built enough cachet that even though he don't have a no trade clause, he is going to have some decision on where he or some input rather on where the trade goes when he, you know, decides to leave or part ways with Portland. And if he got his choice between the two L.A. teams, even if it means Russell leaving, I honestly think Dame would rather play with Paul George and Kawhi at least for one year than playing with LeBron and A.D. I've See, always I, I said say that. I've always said that since the beginning of this season. I got Dame leaving for LA to play with Kawhi and them once Kawhi comes back. I don't believe anything Damian is saying right now about staying in Portland because he knows there's I no winning re- recipe. The only reason why I'm not sold on the Clippers is because of how much Dame would praise LeBron so much, so much. And if you go to the Clippers, yeah, you got a good squad, but you don't know Kawhi situation so that's not a guaranteed ring I think if Dame leaves Portland it's only for a guaranteed ring in LA with LeBron and AD and whoever else they have on that team that's that's more of a guaranteed ring than the Clippers situation right now because we don't know Kawhi's situation I respect it in other NBA news, Bob Ferry, ex-player and longtime general manager, dies at the age of 84. Rest in peace to Bob Ferry. Condolences to his family as well. Uh, the Joker, reigning MVP of the NBA, Jokic has no structural damage to his right knee. He is injured. I'm not sure. We don't have an exact timetable on when he's going to be returning. He has suffered a right knee contusion late in the second quarter Tuesday night running into Rudy Gobert um, as they lost to the Utah Jazz 122-110. to So the first week in the NBA, man, pretty exciting. We saw some some thrillers to start the game off. We've seen some great play by Carmelo and Russ had his moments of greatness then you know, they got smacked back to reality. LeBron has been hurt. We've seen leads get, the you know, diminished. We've seen double overtime thrillers, overtime thrillers. We've seen a lot 
in this small sample size of an NBA season. So I'm excited, man, already. You already know how I am. Oh, yeah. This is a this season going to be a slobber knocker, my brother. The Washington Wizards. I think the Wizards are 4-1 on the year. Let me look at the standings right now. In the Eastern Conference, man, there's a four-way tie for first place. The Knicks, the Charlotte Hornets, Chicago, and the Washington Wizards are all 4-1. Miami right behind them at 3-1. Milwaukee has lost two games so far this season. I want to point out something real quick. Those young guys out there, shout out to them. Uh, Lonzo, LaMelo, um, Julius Randle, John Morant. Those young guys want next. Luca. It seems like they want now. It seems like they want now. So so everybody's harping on those those veterans, James, KD, uh, Chris Paul. Yeah, they're gonna struggle because these these young ones, they want now, man. Zach Levine, them boys is trying to take it. Them boys is trying to take it. They, they say get them old players up out the league, man. They 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 balling now. Now I know so, those guys hurt. Of course. Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Come on now. Them young, them young guys want next, man. What do you think about Zion Williamson? I, I never I think was sold he on out. him. I, I think he won. I don't think he's hurt. Listen to this. I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off, but somebody said, somebody said this in an interview uh, before Zion had got hurt. Somebody said, if he really wants out, because remember at the beginning of the season he wanted out of New Orleans, and somebody said if he really wants out, all he has to do is fake an injury and and just keep harping on it like Kawhi did, and he can force his way out. I think Zion is trying to force his way out of New Orleans. Wow. I don't think he's hurt. Is he the player that everyone – like? Yes. You think he's yes, that guy? He already, yes. Come on now. How can – you seen the injury, right, when he first got in the league, all yeah. that work he put in. Zion put in work on his body to get in the shape that he need to, and all of a sudden go back to this – even after the bubble, he came back and he was ready to go. But right. this, this is him wanting out. I'm sorry, though. Zion is going. Once he gets out, he's going back to that dog. I would take Ja Morant. I would take Ja. If 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 I had my draft pick over again, I would pick Ja over Zion. See, I hate that draft because it's like, remember if, if you can remember correctly, Phoenix had the worst record and they were supposed to get that number one pick right right phoenix was going to take john moran and the only reason why is that's they, they would have had john moran with devin booker with deandre eight and that team would have been nasty so it, it just all the people and remember zion was supposed to go to new york that year but new york's they they ended up with what the fourth or fifth pick right so that draft that draft got so messed up and it's just what Memphis needed. They needed a PG. It's just what New Orleans needed. They didn't need a PG. They already had Bledsoe, and I forgot his backup, but they didn't need a PG as much, so they needed another big. That's why they went with Zion. But it's the way that draft fell. I, I believe if Phoenix would have had number one and New York would have had number two, it would have went still. It's, it would have went John, John Morant first, then Zion, or if, Phoenix, or if New York would have had the number one pick. They Zion were supposed to go to Phoenix Jones. and New York. Yes, Zion was supposed to go to New York. But Julius Randle has his spot. That was supposed to be Zion's team. Man. Everything you see built around Julius Randle was supposed to be built around 
Zion Williamson for New York. And that would have been sick as hell. It's the NBA, man. We love this game, man. A couple great games yeah, we got yes, sir. on schedule for tonight. We got a doubleheader on ESPN at 730. We got the Heat. Three and one going up against the Hornets at four and one in Miami. That should be a good game. Look like the Heat are six and a half point favorites in that game. Starts at seven thirty on ESPN, and the second game of the doubleheader, we got the two and two Denver Nuggets without the Joker. They're going to be going up against the Dallas Mavericks. Luca in the game. Denver is a one and a half point favorite in this game. That's a ten o'clock start on ESPN. The Denver Nuggets. Versus the Dallas Mavericks. LeBron James is expected to return tonight after missing the last two games with an ankle injury. They'll be battling the Cleveland Cavaliers, who are currently 3-2 and two on the year. That game That's, is at 10-3. Don't sleep on the Cavs. Don't sleep on Clay. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, not sleep on I the thought Cavs. I would never, ever hear that term again. Listen to this. The lineup I seen from them the other day when they had marketing – Love and Jared Allen on the floor. I was like, man, they are big. And they can add Mobley to that, too. They could possibly have four guys that's over 6'10 on, on the lineup. Wow. And that that is scary, man. That, the lineups they are putting together in Cleveland. J.B. Bickerstaff is putting together for those boys with Colin Sexton balling, uh, Dares Garland. Yeah, Ricky Rubio, them boys. is that's That Cleveland team is all right, man. It's all right. The NBA, you gotta love it, bro. Gotta love the it. Lakers might lose. The yeah, Lakers might lose. That's tonight. a fact. Hopefully, LeBron can come back on his shit, man. 18 years ago today, matter of fact, LeBron James made his NBA debut with the Cleveland Cavaliers up against the Sacramento Kings, man. So today, 18 years ago, started the journey for King James. Hopefully, he'll return tonight battling Cleveland and hopefully the Lakers can get a W but you know my man preaches right on the money with this one this thing could definitely go either way be be, be ready for a block fest tonight because Evan Mobley is a rim protect Jerry Allen is a rim protect mm. marketing can get you blocks like that Cleveland team is long man they are long and then you got AD and Dwight Howard on the other side yeah DJ yeah. so yeah we could definitely see a block but, party on Friday but night but those man. those other bigs man they younger and they faster, right? And they can stretch the floor, man. Like marketing can shoot. Evan Mobley can shoot. Love Kevin Love can shoot, and he can get rebounds. So, yeah, man. That I like that. I like Cleveland bigs. Not saying they're better than the Lakers bigs, but watch out. Clash of styles make for good fights, man. We're gonna see tonight, man. But this is the best of seven sports talk. Seven Mitchell and Preach. We are getting up out of here, man. We hope you guys in the NBA community have a great weekend. Stay safe. Enjoy the games. And we will catch you guys back on early next week to talk about all the stuff that happened in the association. I'm Seven Mitchell, my brother Preach. Appreciate y'all, man. Y'all stay safe. Have a good weekend. And we are out of here. Again, my tears have stopped falling. The long, lonely nights are now at an end. Well, nothing else matters, baby. We're together 
All right, man, peace to my NBA family. It's your host, Seven Mitchell, with the Best of Seven Sports Talk. I just wanted to take this time out to say thank you to each and every one of you guys for so much support for the podcast. I hope you guys are really enjoying some of the the outside-the-box angles we take, bringing you in these NBA storylines. Please don't forget to like and share. Most importantly, rate the podcast. You can follow us on social media. All the links will be in the description. And if you would like to contribute to the Best of Seven Sports Talk platform, We have merchandise available, as well as links for the merch and donations will be all in the description. Once again, thank each and every one of you guys in the NBA community for supporting the show. This is Seven Mitchell with the Best of Seven Sports Talk. Let's talk some NBA action.